but just go with it. As it's going, just let it happen, and I can promise you that you're going to be okay on the other side of it. We can get you through the week if you just literally will take the hands that are being reached out to you. If you will take their hand, we will pull you through the week, and uh, at the other end of it, you will be so glad that you came, and be so glad for the people that you have met. Hello and welcome back to the COPS podcast. I'm Sarah Sloan, COPS Communications Director. Today we welcome COPS Executive Director Diane Bernhard to the conversation. We did this podcast last year and it seemed to really help survivors who were attending National Police Week for the first time, so we wanted to be sure to do it again. We are here to just have a conversation about the events of National Police Week, which is just under a month away. If you have never been and are attending for the first time, We know you have questions and may be a bit nervous about how the week flows and where you are going, where you are staying, what if I have questions when I get there, and more. If you are returning to National Police Week from previous years, you may wonder how things will look different because we have made a lot of changes. So we thought just having this conversation and hearing us talk about it will ease some of those worries. So welcome, Diane. Thanks, Sarah. It's good to be here. You have been at COPS now for over nine years, and this will be your 10th National Police Week. But our listeners may not know too much about you or why you have chosen to lead COPS as the organization. Can you share a little bit about your story? Uh, Absolutely. So before I came to COPS, I uh, worked for the Columbia, Missouri Police Department. Um, And in 2005, the unthinkable happened in Columbia, Missouri. We had never experienced a line of duty death before. And we we really had no idea what to expect when that happens. Our, our agency was, and myself included, we were devastated. One thing that we knew is that, that we would do anything for Molly's family. Her, her name was Molly Thomas Bowden, and I talk about her every single time. I have an opportunity, but we would have done anything for her family. We didn't necessarily know 100% what to do, but this organization called COPS that I have to admit, even though I was only an hour and a half north of here, I had never heard of COPS and didn't know what it did. But cops uh, came in and helped her family in ways that we didn't know what to do. So I remember hearing from her dad afterwards of uh, after he had attended the parents retreat for the first time, he talked about how life changing that was for him. And when it was time for me to retire, I was looking for something uh, meaningful to do. And I can't think of anything more meaningful than working for this organization that supports those families. Well, we are certainly grateful to have you and as this being your 10th police week, the events are always held May 11th through the 17th. So can you give us a brief rundown of the events of the week starting on May 11th? Yeah, absolutely. So the first the first days that survivors come to police week um, are on May 11th and 12th. Those We consider those the arrival days. And those that come in on the 11th just have one extra day to perhaps give a time to sightsee or look around D.C. or kind of get themselves more acclimated to the week. But when they arrive uh, in D.C., they'll be greeted at the airport by honor guards and will be escorted to their cops hotel. And during that time, they'll learn, they'll start to learn about what the, about how, you know, when they have their loss of their officer, it, it feels very much a part of what happened in their community. But they don't necessarily understand that the whole nation is grieving. And I think at that moment, during those um, early arrival days, during those airport pickups, I think that's when they really grasp that they're part of, of something much bigger than just their community because of their loss of their officer. As they go through the week, they'll come to the Cops Hotel. We'll get you registered. 
Um, all that registration happens at the at the Washington Hilton Hotel. Uh, you'll get your credentials for the week, which is a name tag that you'll wear around your neck all week. Uh, lets us know who you are, who your officer was, and basically tells us a little bit of information about you. And then you'll get an agenda book, which will lay out everything that's going to happen that week. From the candlelight vigil on uh, May 13th to the cops conference on May 14th, the gala that night, the memorial service on the 15th, more conference activities on the 16th and the end of the week on the evening of the 16th, where we do a big blue family barbecue, where we bring everybody together to kind of relax at the end of what is a really busy week. Speaking of, I'm going to go back to you. You talked about May 12th being the second arrival day, and there's also two bicycle rides that happen on that day, and I want to talk about them. We have Police Unity Tour and Law Enforcement United. Police Unity Tour obviously supports the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund and the upkeep of the Memorial Wall. Um, And then we have Law Enforcement United that supports concerns of police survivors and the majority of our retreats and special events. So I want you to talk about LEU as well, but uh, we receive incredible support from a number of organizations to help honor the fallen, especially during National Police Week. Can you talk about LEU and Streamlight Incorporated and some of, some of the people that serve on the National Police Week Committee? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, on May 12th, what Sarah alluded to is there's two bike rides that come into the D.C. area. They have ridden upwards of 250, 300 miles on their bikes, and they're, and they're typically law enforcement officers and survivors that ride alongside each other to come together. We are really incredibly blessed to have the partnership with the Law Enforcement United bike ride um, that comes in. This year, they're coming into Haynes Point um, at 1 o'clock on the 12th. And we will bus survivors from the host hotel out to see these officers and survivors ride their bikes in. It's an incredible moving experience to see so many of them together just to support just to support you as survivors and to, and to honor those officers that are fallen. And, and they raise money to support the children of fallen officers that we um, then will later use for kids camp um, in July when that comes around. Um, but it's it's an incredible experience just to watch them all ride their bikes in, and it's uh, it's just a great start to National Police Week. You also asked about other other partners and sponsors and and different people that support us. Um, obviously, Streamlight Flashlights. It's their 50th anniversary this year. We're super super excited for them, and we're happy to celebrate with them. But they have been a partner and a supporter of cops uh, for just years and years and years. And I can say, if you're a um, if you're a law enforcement officer and you don't carry a Streamlight flashlight. I encourage you to to absolutely get one of those because it's a company that really they put their money right where their heart is, and that's right with survivors and law enforcement. It's they're incredible people. Police Week couldn't happen without a number of sponsors, and I can't list them all here, nor would you probably want me to. But I can say that there's a lot of partnering organizations um, that help put a, pull off uh, National Police Week. Um, there's three major events that happen during National Police Week. There's the Candlelight Vigil, there's the Cops Conference, and then there's the Memorial Service. Um, the Candlelight Vigil is, is hosted by the National Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Um, and then obviously we host the Cops Conference. And then the Memorial Service is hosted by the Fraternal, Fraternal Order of Police and its auxiliary. Um, and there is planning that happens year-round. They sound like they're that this is one week, but it literally is year-round planning to pull off these three major events during National Police Week, in addition to everything else that happens during National Police Week. We have a committee that, that meets, gosh, we start meeting, uh, well, our first meeting will be in June after May that we'll talk about what went right and what things we need to improve. So that will happen in June of this year for 2024. And then we'll have uh, regular, almost monthly meetings until May of the next year. 
Those are all law enforcement agencies. Um, some of them are national agencies like the Customs and Border Protection or Secret Service or ATF. Uh, that's the Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. If I talk in acronyms, forgive me. But there's also local law enforcement, you know, the, the Metropolitan Police Department, the Alexandria Police Department, Fairfax, Arlington Police Department. There's so many of them. I can't list them all, but they all meet year round just to pull this off for you. And those meetings are definitely needed because, unfortunately, this will be another large National Police Week as we honor 443 officers and welcome over 6,400 of their survivors. What is that like for you and the COPS staff and the National Board, the COPS chapters that are going to be attending and the partnering organizations to pull this off logistically? Yeah, so that has been an extreme challenge over the last three years. Um, There has obviously, if anybody's followed the news and, and what's going on, there's been a sharp uptick and the number of officers that have died in the line of duty in the last three years between the COVID deaths and the the deaths from 9-11 cancers. And then just, unfortunately, the, the angst and anger at law enforcement in the in the whole nation has resulted in, in higher than number attacks on law enforcement. Um, it's really important to us as the staff and the board to make sure that no officer's family feels like that their officer has been forgotten. Um, We want survivors, when they come to National Police Week, to feel like from the time they get off the plane until the time they get back on the plane, that their officer has been honored, that they have been supported, um, and that every little detail that we can think of to manage has been handled. So that's a lot of pressure on our staff and our board, but it's uh, it's such an honor to do it. Um, At this time of year, I just walk through the cop's office, and it, it is buzzing right now with activity and boxes being loaded and Um, It'll be a celebration day on the day we load that semi and and drive across the country to host National Police Week in Washington, D.C. That it is. You mentioned when survivors get off the plane. Let's talk about the airport because it it is one of the coolest things I have ever seen. When survivors get off that airplane and they walk through the terminal, what do they expect? What will they see? It is actually one of the neatest things from National Police Week. And it's really important that if you have not sent us your travel information of what plane you're taking into D.C., what time you're going to arrive, how many are in your party, if you've not sent that to the COPS office yet, please call us at your first opportunity or email us at cops at nationalcops.org and let us know what um, your um, what your travel plans are. Because when you get to that gate, you'll experience an honor guard that will greet you as you get off the plane and will help you with your bags and your your children or whatever that you have with you that you're trying to get, maybe your adults that are behaving like children, who knows, get out, get us all, get them all through the airport to get, pick up their luggage and get everybody to a, a charter bus uh, where you will be escorted on that bus um, by motors from across the country. That's motor officers, I should say, that are officers that come from across the country and they will stop traffic and move those charter buses from the airport um, down to the hotels. It's amazingly reverent experience, but it's also just super helpful. It just takes a little bit of that burden off. Perhaps uh, you're now trying to travel with small kids and you wonder how you're going to be able to do all of it. And I can just assure you that there'll be people there to help you. Literally, we try to make it that when you step off that plane, we have you. We will hold your hand through everything. You will not have to think about anything. We'll get you where you need to be. And we'll let you focus on not only honoring your officer, but also just getting that healing for your family. So don't worry about that piece at all. One of the biggest things that we have done in 2023, and this was a very big change for us, is that we have moved the host hotel from the Hilton Alexandria Mark Center to the Washington Hilton, which is one of the largest hotels in the D.C. area. 
Events like the First Lady Luncheon and the President's Prayer Breakfast are hosted there. Tell us about some of the amenities and the overall reasons that COPS looked at while making this big change. Yeah, so I had already talked about it, how our numbers of, of survivors that are attending National Police Week has, has jumped to more than double in a period of three years. And one of the things that we were running into is our longtime partner, the Hilton Alexandria Mark Center, which we have great relationships with them, but their space was limited and we literally could not fit everybody in that hotel um, last year, we had 14 different COPS hotels we had to use, and we had to split our conference into two different hotels to fit everybody. Um, that was a big challenge. And on top of that, we learned that part of that Merck Center was also being um, knocked to the ground, and so we were going to lose a lot of sleeping rooms as well. So we felt like this was the year we had to make that change. Um, so we went and looked um, in the D.C. area to see if we can get our survivors a little bit closer to the memorial, closer to the White House, closer to the National Mall where those different events are, are taking place to the Capitol. And we found the Washington Hilton. We were really pleased by the amount of meeting spaces that were in that hotel. Um, we literally can have our law enforcement conference for the surviving coworkers and our surviving families all at the same hotel. The ballroom will set everybody at one time. There's restaurants available on site. There's coffee shops. We're close to other places to go get um, if you need to go get something from Walgreens, it's just down the street. It's just a lot more convenient. So we're really excited to see. We're, we're, we're a little bit nervous about changing everything about National Police Week all in uh, one year, but I think we're ready and we're excited to see what, what all of our survivors think of the Washington Hilton. One of the ways that we make the changes a little bit easier on everyone attending is through the National Police Week app, which is backed by popular demand this year. You'll be getting an email with how to download that either at the end of this week or early next week. So it is highly recommended to download that app. It's available on Google Play and the App Store. Everything about the events, the transportation, the provided meals, the information booklet, all of that is at your fingertips. And then, of course, around the hotel, we'll have signs with the QR code so that once you get there, if you haven't already, you can download it right there. Diane, besides the logistics, because we know you and the COPS staff work long days for the entire police week, what is your favorite thing about police week? To me, it's, it's watching the survivors that come in on that first day, and you can, you can just see the apprehension, you can see the devastation you can see just how worried they are about what the week is going to be and what, what it's going to be like to the end of the week when survivors leave or at that, at that Blue Family barbecue on that last night when the kids are playing and the, the survivors have connected with other survivors and they have made friends and they have made connections that they will keep, many of them for the rest of their lives. And it all happens during that week. And just watching that magic that that I think COPS represents. That's just bringing survivors together to understand they're not going through this alone. And that starts for many people at National Police Week. Let's talk about the candlelight vigil on the night of the 13th. What can survivors expect on this night? The candlelight vigil, this is an amazing event. It's uh, hosted by the Law Enforcement Officers Memorial Fund. Um, and what you could expect is if you're staying at a COPS hotel that there will be transportation provided for you from the hotel. And there'll be instructions on the app and signage in the hotel to tell you where to go to catch the buses. Um, but you will be bused down to the National Mall. And at the National Mall, where you'll be sitting behind the stage, you'll be able to see the United States Capitol. And then behind you, you'll be able to see the Washington Monument. And this event um, has happened around, it happens around dusk. And as the night gets darker, the mall just fills up with people, upwards of twenty-five or 30,000 people. 
There is seating provided for the law enforcement survivors that are coming from the hotel. So those, those uh, survivors will be escorted to their seats. Um, and during this vigil, you'll hear from some of our uh, law enforcement leaders in the nation. Your COPS president will address you for the first time um, at the candlelight vigil. And then you'll hear the officers' names read out loud. Um, and it's very somber, um, but meaningful. And it just um, it, it's just an, an incredibly reverent event. Yeah, the vigil is one of my favorite events just because of the amount of people that come. Like you said, it's, it is over 30,000, I would say, because there's law enforcement that come from all over the nation just for this week to have that brother and sisterhood and get to know survivors as well, but also just to be there and surround the survivors with their support. What's what's really incredible is towards the end of the night, after the names are read, um, the from the stage, you'll be prompted to light a candle that will be given to you. And as you, as you light the candle and you and you light the neighbor's can your neighbor's candle, um, it comes from the stage and it goes back in a big wave. And you look around you and look behind you, you'll see just how far back all the law enforcement officers are. And that's that 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 picture in itself um, just literally shows you how you're part of such a bigger community than what you ever imagined you were. Yes, absolutely. So the day after the vigil on the fourteenth. COPS hosts the first day of the National Police Survivors Conference. This is this is a conference that is for you as the survivors. This is where you get the help that you need. This is where you get the connection of the peer support of other survivors. Um, it's exciting to be able to host everything back at the host hotel and keep everyone together this year. Uh, Diane, can you tell us what your favorite part of the conference is and why survivors should make it a priority to attend the sessions and the luncheon during this conference? Yeah, so my favorite part of the conference, what, what you can expect at that conference day, you know, in the morning you'll see a, a general session where the entire room will be filled with all the survivors that are attending um, and the co-workers all in one room, and they'll get to hear a incredible uh, speakers that will lead them through um, kind of that, that, that journey from the loss through, uh, to hope, and which is that's really what COPS represents. And so those speakers that are there in the morning for that general session are just incredible speakers. They, they come from across the country to come, and um, they're carefully selected to make sure we bring you just the very best that morning. And then we host a lunch. And, you know, it seems crazy about what part do you like the best. I really like the informal parts of that of that day. Like during the luncheon, you'll, you'll see um, survivors from just, just hundreds of, of survivors that will be there with you, and you'll get to meet other people. As you look at their name tag, you'll see what state they're from. You'll see their officer's name. You'll see that they're also a surviving mother, or they're also a surviving spouse, or a brother or sister of a fallen officer, and those connections start to happen. And then that, that afternoon, it, it, it actually goes a little further in that we will have sessions that are designed specifically for the spouses of fallen officers, for the siblings, for the parents, for the fiancés, significant others, um, for, in, for all the different uh, survivor categories. You'll get to go in a room with other people that are just like you, um, and there you'll have some of the best um, uh, moments of Police Week where you'll connect with each other. Um, also that day, which is probably one of my favorite things, is uh, is our Kids and Teens program. And that's when the, the children that are, you know, age school-age children from kindergarten through uh, seniors in high school will all gather and uh, we will bust them with the assistance of those motor officers, which who are incredible throughout the week, um, escorting us everywhere we go. Uh, but they'll escort those kids to the FBI National Academy, where they'll get to um, experience um, the, the very cool FBI National Academy. But they'll get to meet police officers that are there attending the academy that will 
Um, they will have games for them, the kids to play. They'll also be um, counselors that are specific to um, children that are that are very much schooled in, in loss and in, in law enforcement loss. And those kids will also get that opportunity to have that peer support that's happening at the very same time at the Hilton for the adults. It happens for the kids at the FBI Academy. Um, and then they will make friends. And then on the 16th, when they go back and um, meet with those kids again at the Fairfax Academy, they will ar- already have friends. So that's a pretty cool part of the 14th as well. And then that night, we have the uh, Blue Honor Gala. Um, that's an optional event. Um, it is the only ticketed event that we really have at National Police Week that there's actually a cost to attend. Um, but it is a is a formal event. It is a fancy event, but it's also incredibly honorable. You'll hear from a survivor speaker uh, who will talk about their journey. Um, you will see um, local law enforcement agencies that will put put together some pomp and circumstance for you, and then we'll have a musical guest as the as the um, night wears down. Uh, we'll have Easton Corbin that will come and do a private concert for those at that uh, that gala that night. And we do still have tickets available, so if you're interested, please reach out to us. And then on May 15th, by far one of the most moving events is the National Peace Officers Memorial Service. This is held on the front lawn of the U.S. Capitol. And, and this is hosted by the Grand Lodge National Fraternal Order of Police and its auxiliary. Again, this is one of my favorite parts of the entire week. This service is always so beautiful. But the fact that this day has been such an honorable day since President John F. Kennedy proclaimed May 15th as Peace Officers Memorial Day back in 1962 It's even more special for me personally. It can be very emotional for survivors. Diane, as you stated, you are a surviving coworker and obviously as a leader of COPS, what is that day like for you and the survivors who will be sitting right next to you? So that's, that's a, that's a great question. The, the memorial service is, it's just an incredibly moving day for the beginning. You know, it it may seem like there's a lot of logistics that go into just getting survivors from the hotels into the correct seats at the memorial service. And there are, there are a lot of logistics and there'll be a lot of deadlines and, and you'll be told to be in a certain place at a certain time. And it's very important that you do that so that the uh, FOP can line you up appropriately for that day, but what you'll experience once you go there and you sit in those those white seats that are that are reserved for the survivors of the officers that we're honoring that day, it's like the most uh, I guess the the recognition and the honor that is paid to those families that have given so much for this nation. Really, you really feel like it's a national it was a national sacrifice on the day that you sit there because you'll see the support from those sitting around you. You'll have opportunity to hear some of our nation's leaders uh, speak to you. And then you'll have the opportunity to actually participate in the memorial service. Those uh, immediate family members will be invited to go to the front of the um, stage to place a a flower in a wreath. There's actually two wreaths there uh, that you'll be be allowed to put a flower in in memory of your officer. And you'll be escorted by your, your agency's coworkers as well as you do that. And then from there, you'll be presented with a medal on behalf of the nation for your officer's sacrifice. And then you'll be able to be there while you watch the other families also have the, the same op- opportunity uh, for that. So it's incredibly moving. It is a, it is a long day. We advertise that up front to make sure that everybody brings, um, you know, an umbrella with because uh, you are out in the sun. So you want to have the umbrella to block the sun or the rain. And it's and it's, it happens regardless of the weather conditions. So we definitely will be hosting it. It will be uh, happening that day. So you want to be prepared for that and, you know, bring snacks for the kids and stuff. But there's also incredible support systems for you while you're there. 
and it's kind of a once in a lifetime experience. So I hope that any survivors that are coming to National Police Week will make sure to make a point to attend that memorial service. And then after Peace Officer Memorial Day, things do start to wind down quite a bit. But on the 16th, we have our second day of the National Police Survivors Conference. And then, of course, in the evening is the Blue Family Barbecue. But Diane, explain why this second and final day is so important for survivors to attend. That last day on May 16th, what you could expect is that morning as you'll have, as you open up your agenda book, you'll see a lot of choices for you to make. And I think a lot of the week, it's everything is lined out, the activities that you have to go to or the things that you should go to. And that last day, there's opportunities for you to pick and choose what things you think most might apply to you. So there'll be sessions hosted all over the Washington Hilton that you can choose from. And they're they're taught by some of the most incredible professionals from across the country. So it's, it's, it's an awesome opportunity to just learn from those that really know what they're talking about. They really can help you, I guess, focus on what's next. Where do I go from here? Um, so that's what happens during the day. We we end that morning sessions with a luncheon where we bring everybody together again for one last time. And we have a very light program that's that's also has some fun interjected into it to make sure that we that we leave everybody on a nice light note. And that leads us right up to our Blue Family Barbecue that evening. And that's that's just a it really is almost a celebration of the week. The fact that we've we've made it through the week that it's it's time to relax now. It's time to let our hair down a little bit and. You know, you'll see the kids that are getting, getting tattoos painted on their faces. They're making Build-A-Bears. You'll see the uh, a DJ that's playing some music. You'll see friends that you have made throughout the week and so many conversations that happen that night. And it just leaves National Police Week on a, on a really high note. So I think that, that barbecue is a really important end to the week. So we've given you a lot of information, and we just want to reiterate that you'll be getting a final mailing in the mail here in the upcoming weeks. So that reiterates basically everything that we've talked about here. And then also there's going to be that National Police Week app that we're going to have you download. And then once you get to Police Week, you'll get that information booklet that, again, will highlight everything that we're talking about. So if you're taking notes and you think you might have missed something, don't worry about it. We have all of this information And also, if you heard something and you have more questions, feel free to call our office, 573-346-4911. But I want to leave you, Diana, I have one more question. If you had one piece of advice to give new survivors attending National Police Week for the first time, what would that be? My advice would be to just literally let it happen. Go through each event that you're scheduled to go to. Attend everything that you can go to. You have one opportunity to go as a as a current year survivor, that this is your year, that your officer is being honored. Take advantage of every opportunity that is given to you during that week. If you have an opportunity to sit down with somebody, take it. If you have an opportunity to attend something, go to it. Don't take this week and decide that's a good time to go sightseeing around D.C. While you might have some time on the 11th or 12th, once the police week actually happens and the events start happening, this is your chance and your opportunity to go through those through those events. So I encourage you to take advantage of all of it. If you're feeling stressed, there's people there for you to talk to, but just go with it. As it's going, just let it happen. And I can promise you that you're going to be okay on the other side of it. We can get you through the week. If you just literally will take the hands that are being reached out to you, if you will take their hand, we will pull you through the week. And uh, at the other end of it, you will be so glad that you came and be so glad for the people that you have met um, if you just let it happen. Thank you, Diane, and we look forward to welcoming all of you to National Police Week in Washington, D.C. on May 11th or 12th. And again, that number is 573-346-4911. 
or give us a shout at cops at nationalcops.org. Thank you, everyone. Safe travels. Thank you.